He is the light. Isn't that good? I love some of the lyrics in there. And I, I started praying that, God, that every person that comes in this door would, would step out of the shadows, amen, and step into the light, experience his glory, experience his presence, and stay in the light, amen? Come on, if you're like me before I got saved, we were always hiding because we were doing bad stuff. So you're hiding in shadows as a kid. Anybody do that, you know? So it's like, come and live in the middle of the living room where the living takes place, right? Not on the edges anywhere. So we pray that for every person that comes in, feels and is welcomed by the Holy Spirit and the love of God, amen? It experiences. It's good, isn't it? He is the light. I love this. Since November 26, John kicked it off. He is the light, and he is the light of the world. I love what he says in John chapter 8. He said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness. Isn't that good? He will have the light of life. That's a good promise, isn't it? We'll never walk in darkness. If we continue following after him, we're not going to stumble and fall down. We're going to be in the light as he is in the light. Do you remember that Charlie Peacock song way back? Anybody remember that? I want to stay, be in the light. People are like, who's Charlie Peacock? Come on, people. <laughs> yeah, so good. And then that little, that little punk group took a hold of it and made a little more. I'm sorry. Anyhow, all good. <laughs> so good, all right? Yeah, people are like, that was my group. Sorry, I won't go any further. Matthew 5.14, he shifts gears here. As we're looking into 2024, and he says, now you are the light of the world. And people are like, wait a minute, isn't that contradictory? No, it's both the same. It is true. We are the light of the world. If you've ever read in John chapter 9, he said, I am the light of the world as long as I am in the world. Just a little line there. It's really important to read the scripture so you get it, all right? And he goes like, so now he's not in the world, but he's in us and through us, through his Holy Spirit. And God gave his son to us that we'd live through him, right? Are you tracking with me? Come on, but I love it. He says, you are the light of the world. I love that. It's like, ah, and he says, you are the light of the world. And he said, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, I love this part, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Isn't that awesome? This year, as we're going into 2024, let's shine like never before. I believe we have the opportunity to shine in a dark, dark world, right? Come on. And it's great. I love in, in Jesus, if you go to Matthew chapter 6, you don't get there, but in 6 verse 1, he says, now wait a minute, wait a minute. He says, watch. One translation says, watch that, that you don't do your deeds publicly to be admired by men. He's saying it's the attitude of your heart. You're not doing things to say, look at me, look at me, right? We're doing things to say, look at him, look at him, Right? Come on, that's the whole change there. He says, get this right, guys. But I thought, this is really good. I love this. I love the old New American Standard says, let your light shine in such a way. I love the way the New American Standard says, everyone has a different way that we, people would see our good works and glorify. Every one of us has a different way that we shine, right? Come on. Some of you shine in the classroom when you're teaching students. Some of you shine when you're constructing in the construction site. Some of you shine when you're sending emails or shine when you're, when you're cleaning the offices or someone's home or you're closing a sale. Are you with me? Every one of us has the opportunity to shine. And I thought, God, this is, I feel like it just kept coming up in my heart the last few weeks. I thought, God, we're embarking on a new year, closing one, starting a new one. And if you're like me, prophetic, I'm always like, what's the next thing? Where are we going? Where are you leading us? Show us, God. You know, <laughs> I'm not the camper. I'm the explorer, okay? The settler, the explorer, right? Let's go, <laughs> right? But I believe as we're doing this, I felt like God's like, come up higher. We heard that consistently through Catherine Nola and Lou Angle and a few other people. Remember all the prophets gathered in December? I was in November. November, December, towards the end of the year, and they said their continual word was come up higher. Let's live the God kind of life. Let's live the way he's called us to live. Are you with me? 
Come on, erasing all compromise, all complacency, all just get it out of our lives, right? Come up and shine like never before, okay? So if you allow me, I, there's a scripture that God just kind of unloaded in my heart a few weeks ago, and I felt it was for this year for the body and for Life Center, but it's 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 12. And this is a life scripture for me because I did youth ministry for many, many years. And it says, let no one look down on your youthfulness or don't be ashamed that you're young, but rather be in speech and conduct, love, faith, and purity. Show yourself as an example of those who believe. So if you could give me some liberty, I'm just going to pull that part out of it. And I believe that's what the Lord was breathing on my heart for Life Center. I thought, God, this is so good, isn't it? Five areas, five parts, five different, if you could say, character qualities that Paul writes to Timothy about and says, be an example of believers in these areas. So can we just blitz through these real quick? You guys okay? Everybody all right? Wasn't worship amazing? I just love worship in this house, man. I think I'll never get tired of it. You say, thank you. (laughs) We are spoiled. Go somewhere else, you come back like, (gasps) thank you. But every one of these areas, many of these areas are outward, like a few of them. I'd say our speech and our conduct, it's something visible that people can see. And some of them are not as much visible. Our love or our purity, people can't really tell that. So just to check, touch on each of these, our speech, talking is a huge part of our lives. It's how we communicate, isn't it? Did you ever get stuck and you can't talk? That happened to me 15, 16 years ago. I had a hemorrhage vocal cord, and it was from shouting and praying and shouting. That's basically the reason, right? And it was like the one vocal cord was obliterated. It was hanging on by a thread, and I never could get a clear throat, and I sounded like Lou Engel. Sorry. I know. It's like, let's pray some more. Anyhow, and we were tracking with him in those days, like more than ever. And uh, I would have kids go away to college and come back like, wow, you're messed up. All you guys do is fast and pray. We're like, we're in the zone. <laughs> and, you know, it was really good. But it was really funny because I had to write notes to my kids for two and a half, three weeks. And they just thought it was hilarious. Dad can't speak. And he, he <laughs> likes to speak. <laughs> Do you ever have that? And it came upon me thinking of James 1.19. We were supposed to be slow to speak. And I thought, that's painful, right? Anybody else slow to speak? You can't wait to react. I want to say something. Somebody should say something. Did you ever get like that? Been in a public place? Somebody say something. Oh, yeah. I know. Some of my kids are like that. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> you want to say something, it's like, wait a minute, be slow to speak. And I thought, ah, Matthew 12 says, out of the abundance of our heart, our mouth speaks. So what do we want to do? Pay attention to what we put in our hearts, right? Because whatever we put in is going to come out sooner or later, right? But one of the most clear instructions about speaking in the, is in the New Testament. It's in Colossians and Ephesians. So if you go to Colossians chapter 4, verse 6, these are life scriptures. It says, Chapter four, verse six says, let your speech always be with grace, seasoned as it were with salt, so you knew it, that you may know how you should respond to each person. First, with grace, his power-filled presence, his presence, his ever-presence help to be there. When I speak to people, am I, am I bringing grace into the conversation? Have you thought about that? Come on. Then he says, seasoned with salt. And I thought, salt brings flavor, doesn't it? I want to bring flavor when you talk to people. Not just anger flavor, but flavor of heaven, right? (laughs) Flavor of love, the flavor of his presence, right? And then he says about people individually, being conscious, very aware of each person we're speaking to. Because people count, right? Every one of us count. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29. Let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth, but only such a word is good for edification, according to the need of the moment, that it may give grace to those who hear. What do you think? Unwholesome? We don't use the word wholesome, do we? But I think of unwholesome, it's like you don't want to eat unwholesome food. I want to eat wholesome food. That's what my parents always eat. It has to be wholesome, Brian. Oh, sure. 
wholesome. That means it's healthy for you, right? So I want words to be wholesome, right? Are you there? Come on. It's so true. It's like, wow, edification. It means to build people up with your words. When you speak to them, are you building them up or tearing them down? I'm telling the true story. When I got saved, I stopped talking. John and Patty could be what was for about a year and a half, two years. Because every conversation, I'm either accusing, I'm judging, I'm deciding what's happening, I'm assessing and saying this is what we're doing. I just stopped talking. I'm like, hey, because I need to learn how to speak. <laughs> what's edification? Anybody else in that category? All right, you're all fairly holy. Okay, great. Anyhow, edification. I'll just stay holy. Sorry, forgive me. <laughs> I won't accuse you of anything. All right, build you up. We have the opportunity of building people up, all right? And then he says, ah, he says, be aware of the need of the moment. What do you mean we're being sensitive to who we're speaking to and what is happening in our hearts? Isn't that awesome? I thought, God, what we say in one situation or one conversation would might be completely inappropriate in another conversation or another situation. We're going to be sensitive to the need of the moment. Isn't that awesome? I just, I just, the way he words it is so good. It's about caring for the person, the individual you're speaking with. I thought Holy Spirit is in us and he can lead us and guide us and help us to be sensitive to people when we're talking to them because we want to listen as much as we're speaking, right? I'm really good at that. <laughs> Just kidding. And then he says grace. He says again, your grace. May your words bring his grace, his present power, his powerful presence in everything we're speaking. Like, God, am I, is this adding life and flavor to this conversation? Isn't that good? Come on. So we got speech. Second one is conduct. This is basically talking about the manner in which we behave. We behave. You remember that when your parents said it? Behave. Be, be on your good, best behavior. Like, ah, oh, I got to behave. But he says, make it behave. Isn't it good? Philippians chapter 1, verse 27. He says, conduct yourselves in a manner worthy of the gospel of Christ. Am I conducting myself in a manner that's worthy? What's the gospel? The good news. It's the message that you've been forgiven. I've been forgiven. Is my conduct, is my conduct reflecting that forgiveness that I've experienced in my life? Isn't that good? 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16, the Amplify. This is the extended long version, all right? But like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your conduct. Be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. That's a nice little parenthesis, isn't it? Be set apart from the world by your godly character and moral courage. Like, holy, oh, that's awesome. You shall be holy for I am holy. And he's quoted in the Old Testament. Isn't that good? If you go to the next chapter, 1 Peter chapter 2, he says, verse 12, he says, be careful to live properly among your unbelieving neighbors, coworkers, whatever. Then even if they accuse you of doing wrong, they will see your honorable behavior and they will give honor to God when he judges the world. Isn't that awesome? So even if they accuse you like, oh, you're such a, you know, it's like if you're conducting yourselves in a holy way, it, it's like they can't, they can't do anything. Does that make sense? Come on. James chapter 3, 13. Who is wise and understand among you? Let him show by good conduct that his works are done in meekness of wisdom. Isn't that awesome? Come on. Our workplaces are the best place to live godly, to conduct ourselves in a godly way, to be an example of the believers in this area. Come on. I've talked to so many people, like, you don't understand my workplace. All the conversations are all, they're all negative and people are complaining. Well, don't complain. Why don't you bring compliments to people? Do the opposite. Like, totally go anti on it, all right? Are you with me? Well, they're always talking about unclean stuff. We'll talk about clean stuff, all right? <laughs> Everybody's blaming each other. Well, don't blame each other. Why don't you honor each other? 
to just change the whole conversation. You can do this. We have the Holy Spirit in us. Do you know that? Like, everybody doesn't do that. Well, do it. It's amazing, all right? Show up early. Stay late to work, all right? Be the best possible employee or employer that you could be. When there's prob- well, there's all kinds of problems. Ask God for solutions to problems by your conduct. Isn't that awesome? Come on. Delight yourself in the Lord. As you're, you're driving to work, all right? And pray for all your coworkers by name. I could do that? Well, they could never get saved. Well, it says in the Bible, it's his, his will for everyone to be saved. Oh, okay. So I'm agreeing with his will. And if I just pray for that, I have confident expectations. It's going to happen. Isn't that good? Come on. Isn't that awesome? There's a young man in our congregation a few years ago. He got into a new job and moved back to the area and got a job. And he's very worried about it. And I said, man, just be yourself. He's such a, he's like a good Christian. And anyhow, he's like, does, conducts himself. And within one month, he had like a peer worker come to him and say, man, you're killing it. Like you've organized things. You've brought order to here in four weeks. At the end of one year, the boss came and said, hey, when I retire and sell this company, would you like to buy it? Isn't that awesome? Never said a word to anybody about Jesus. Never pre- never shared the gospel. Just lived. It's by his conduct. He was shining. His light was shining brightly. Isn't that awesome? Ah, I love that stuff. I'm like, come on. So our speech, our conduct. The next one is what? Love. Okay? You guys know. We all, the, the disciples. Teacher, teacher, what's the biggest you know, commandment? He says, love the Lord your God. With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second one's just like that. Love your neighbor as yourself. Right? Come on. And that's where a lot of Christians get stuck because they don't love themselves. So they're grouchy with everybody around them, right? Get over it. Come on. He loves you, so it's pretty good. So you can love yourself. I'm like, well, look, I don't want to talk. Well, change, <laughs> okay? Sorry. Allow him to change you. I'll stay on the positive. Still allow him to change you. <laughs> you with me? Come on, all right? Let's get over that so you can love people with a whole heart, all right? Isn't that good? Come on. I, that's my prayer for this year. God, I want to love you with my whole heart, whole mind, soul, body, strength, everything with him here, right? I'm not just nice on Sundays or Wednesdays, right? I just don't conduct myself in a certain way in certain times. But God, fill my heart with genuine love for you and for your people and for the people that don't know you. Sincere love. Love takes time, doesn't it? It takes time to care about people, speak to people, listen to people, talk to people, all right? Help people. Come on, love this. I'm just praying, God, make us, help us to love intentionally. Are you with me? So we're determined to help people around me. We can do this, guys. Isn't that awesome? I heard it not too long ago. Someone said, let's love well. And I went right into me, love well. And I thought, wow, help me to love well. Love God well, love people around me well. Do you know what I mean? It's the thing that got me saved. Anybody else? I got around people and they were, I don't care if they were nerdy or not, they loved me without any conditions. They knew I was a jerk. They never accused me or condemned me. They said, God loves you. We love you. I'm like, why you love me? I'm not a good person. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? It just tore down every defense in me. That's what the whole world's looking for. Do you know that? Come on. The loving well is really hard to do with the people you know the most. Have you ever experienced that? <laughs> it's really challenging with the people you know. Why? Because you know everything about them. You know their weaknesses. You know the things that aren't good about them. You know their weird idiosyncrasies. Come on. Siblings, spouses, children, parents, anybody there? Because you know them so well. You, and then you don't have to love them. It's like, wait, help me to see the good. I want to love them well. It's challenging. Are you there? Come on. This is so true. 
I've learned so much from my one amazing wife. She loves well. You love well and you're teaching me. Thank you. <laughs> Even though I thought I'd have to teach you everything. <laughs> Sorry, it's an old joke. Okay. Anyhow, but we have the opportunity to love our coworkers, like the people we spend so much time with. John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this, to someone lay down his life for his friends. We can do this all the time by taking time for people, praying for other people. Come on, reaching out to people, inquiring about their lives, helping them do their job, do simple everyday things. Come on, you got a nasty coworker? Bring them coffee. Watch them just melt. Like, yeah, they don't know what to do. <laughs> it's like, wow. Come on, guys, we got the very love of God in our lives, and the whole world's looking for this. Do you know that? Not the fleshly love, not the emotional love. We have the agape love of God. That's amazing. There's no defense for that. You love people unconditional, and they're going to respond to you. Isn't it good? Come on, we have the most opportunity to do this in our workplaces, all right? We've got the love of God, the real thing that the whole world's looking for, the people that are going out to, to bars and sleeping around every weekend are looking for the genuine love of God. And you and I, we have him in us. Isn't that awesome? Come on. 1 John chapter 4 challenges me. He said, if we don't love the people we can see, how can we love God whom we cannot see? Ooh, Take that one. Just live in that one for the 2024. <laughs> like, okay, God. <laughs> Get around Christians that are just love. They're just dancing around or whatever and loving Jesus. And then they're nasty to people around you. You're like, wow, whoa, how's that work? That's just incongruent there. <laughs> Come on, let's demonstrate our love for God by loving people. Are you with me for 2024? Come on, speech, conduct, love. The next one is faith. Hebrews chapter 11, you guys are familiar with this, verse 6. It's without faith, without faith it's impossible to, to, to please God. Forever comes to God must believe what? That he exists and he's rewarded those who seek him, right? Come on. God said our faith would move mountains. Anybody want that kind of faith? I do. I'm praying for that in 2024. God, increase my faith, all right? I don't want my faith to be dwindling or waned or tired or worn out or burned out. I want my faith to be burning. Let's go. Come on, mountain-moving faith. Are you there? Come on, we know what God's will is. We can pray with confident expectation, expecting him to answer us. And that, come on, we got some serious situations among us and throughout the size of a congregation. Man, we desperately need his power. We do. Are you there? We need this power to heal sickness, to heal cancer, to heal tumors, to heal mental illness. We need the power of God to bring home the prodigals. Anybody believing for prodigals? Come on. So good. These are mountains in people's lives and we need to see them leveled. And some of these things only happen by prayer and fasting. Remember the disciples said, we can't do it. He said, some of these things only happen by prayer and fasting. They're like, okay. It's a mystery, right, folks? It still is a mystery. We don't know what happens, but things happen. <laughs> Isn't it great? Come on, let's fast and pray for things that only he can do among us. Are you there? Come on. We know it's his desire to fill the whole earth with his glory. We know it's his desire for everyone to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So let's pray these things with confident expectation that he will answer that good? Come on. This is great. This house has had so many prophetic words over it. I thought, wow, really huge prophetic words. Crazy stuff about the songs, the sounds, the videos going around to the nations. And I'm thinking we're starting to see some of that. But this, this house has had prophetic words over the youth for years. I think one of the ones maybe five or six years ago, they said there were, the things that would happen the, with the youth in this house would blow the lid off a youth movement in America. And I'm like, ah, I want to pray into that. Just to note, the youth are staying Friday night. Isn't that good? After we're done praying, they're going to do an all-night burn. Cool. This is a good way to start the year. I'm so psyched for that. Isn't that good? 
Come on, our speech, our conduct, our love, our faith, our purity. Ah, oh, purity. Before we go any further, just isn't it crazy to lose doing this prayer thing next fall in the mall? He wants to gather a million people. I thought, ah, like as soon as you came in, hey, what do you think about that? I'm like, of course we're gonna pray with you. We're, in, we're all in, let's go. <laughs> DC's only a few hours away. Let's, let's see, wouldn't that be amazing? But he thinks in a different realm, like a million. I'm like, would you wanna just do 100,000? No, we want a million. I'm like, let's go, isn't that awesome? But you can't help but your faith to grab a hold of it because it's one of those that has to, God has to do it. Isn't that good? Come on. All right, said, so Lord, thank you. This next one, purity. Come on, this is good. Blessed are the pure in heart. What? They will see God. And I thought, ah, oh, that our hearts would be pure and everything, everything, our hearts would be pure, right? Come on, pure conscience, pure motives, pure motives, pure motives, pure thoughts, <laughs> pure in our inner side. That's what he wants. Come on, he wants cleanness on the inside of our lives. I love what Paul writes to the Corinthians in 2 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 12, he says, for the reason for our boasting is this, the testimony of our own conscience that it was in holiness and with pure motives before God. And a reliance not on the worldly wisdom, but on the gracious help of God that we have conducted ourselves in the world and above all relations with you. And I thought, ah, isn't that good? Conscience, conscience. And I thought, God, in all of our efforts as we're shining in 2024, I pray that our only motivation for the loss is for people to experience his saving love. You there? Come on, his wonderful glory, his life-changing presence. Come on, we need to have pure hearts, clean consciences. It's so important that there's no manipulation. There's no trying to hook or do anything. You there? Ah, I just, it's just one of those things. The world knows if you're being authentic or not. They can tell, like, ah, you're just trying to sell me something. I'm not trying to sell you anything. I just want to save your life with the love of God, all right? <laughs> it's so wild, all right? Let's not just be the only thing we're thinking about, purity, 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 but it should be an exponential, it should be something we're exporting out of our lives. Does that make sense? Something we're reaching people because of the purity, people are going to be drawn to us and drawn to God. Your world has no idea how good God is. Do you know that? They have no idea. If they were, every church would be filled. If it's this, this unconditional love, they're like, wow, this is it. This is the real thing. I was telling the first service years ago, we were in, the, in Hungary and we started going into these uh, Eastern European, Europe, um, started to open up to us. We went to the Czech Republic and then we went into Hungary, then we got into Austria and started going to Bulgaria, these countries. And we saw a lot of things happen. One of the amazing things we had happened on one, I think it was the first or second trip, 95 or 96, we went to Hungary and we had a team of about 50 people and about 15 were in the middle. And we were in this city that was all filled with universities, second largest city in Hungary. It's called Debrecen. And there's zillions of young people. All, and we went there on purpose because we know we could relate. And in the midst of our sharing, we had about 15 people up front in this outdoor area and zillions of people gathered around. We had about 35 of our teams, you know, in the crowd. We were very strategic about it so you could share with one-on-one -on -one after the gospel was presented or the drama was dramatized or shared, you know, and you got one-on-one -on -one conversation. It was always amazing. And you could pray for people right there on the spot. So this one time, all these students started saying, well, you guys are just here to get money. You're just here to scam. You're just here to take, you know, get something from us. And then we started explaining, like literally, so many of us started explaining, like we only, these kids raised $2,000 to come here and just tell you about the love of God. You should have seen them. And they were stunned, like, no way, dude. I'm like, no, yes way. <laughs> like they're here just to tell you about the love of God. They don't want to get anything from you. They want to help you. We saw so many kids get saved in that city. They had five church plants as a result around that city. They just, I mean, we were a part of the catalyst of it. Went back a couple years in a row. It was phenomenal. And they couldn't understand. They couldn't believe the reality of like, God's here just to love you. Isn't that awesome? Come on. That's what we have to give away this year. Isn't that good? I just think this is one of the best opportunities where the world is bizarre and dark. We can shine like never before. 
Come on, we have an opportunity to reflect his glory, guys. And our speech, our conduct, our love, our faith, purity, all these areas we can shine, all right? Come on, he is the light. He is the light in us. He is the hope for all, he, all the earth, as the song says. All right, last scripture, Philippians chapter two, verses 14 and 15. It says, do everything without grumbling or arguing so that you, become, that you may become blameless and pure, children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky and you will, as you hold firmly to the word of life. Isn't that good? Come on, how many people want to shine in 2024? Come on, how many people want to step up higher? God, is, have you felt God drawing you lately? Come on, all through this Christmas season, it's like, God, we just want to shine. Ah, it's one of my favorite parts to, we were talking about, we were away this week, and we just met so many new people, and just can't wait to welcome, greet them with the love of God. People that have lost, lost in darkness. Hey, that's so good, all right? So let's shine like never before. Let the church be brighter than ever, Okay. And look, just a couple areas of what I prayed for, I really felt strong in my heart this morning. Number one, if you feel, let's all stand up. Come on, if you feel fatigued or tired, I'll get a musician up here. Thanks, Dave. If you feel tired, you're just tired and worn out, you're just, there's no sin. It's not like sin, you're just tired in your life. We want to pray for you, okay? This thing just burned in me this morning about 5 a.m. Like, pray for those that are tired and exhausted. Man, we just want to come up on this side of the platform. We just want to pray for you. Is that okay? Come on, there's nothing wrong in your life. Just, I'm going to tie, I need a place to catch my breath. Yes, we're going to pray. He said the times of refreshing would come from his presence. Come on, you can come up. The other area, if you've just been dealing with fear, I don't know why this thing came out of my heart. If you've been dealing with night terror, or if you've had fear, just an unusual fear that's been attacking you. Maybe you're a new father. Maybe you're in a new job. Maybe you're in a new circumstance or situation. And you felt like fear has just been beating you up. And it's not normal. We want to pray for you on this side. So come on up. There's nothing wrong. We're just, we're just want to encourage you and pray that you get built up and the fresh breath of God would breathe on your life. Amen. In addition, if any of these areas have challenged you, like, Brian, I need to shine. I've been in darkness in my speech or my conduct or my love, my faith, my purity. We want to pray for you in those areas too. Is that okay? Can we do that? Hey, hey guys. Right. Listen to pray for that. Okay. Any area, come on. If you're like me, you just need to stop talking for two years. I did. And you can do that. It is possible. I literally had to rework it. Love was a whole other thing. Just didn't date because didn't know how to do it in a holy way. I'm just being totally honest. Like, let's do this. <laughs> Set our conduct, our conduct, be an example of the believers. Amen. Come on, ministry team, pastors, grab around these guys. Come on, let's jump in and pray for them. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your presence right here, right now, God. We pray for every person that's up front here. God, we pray those that are tired and fatigued, we pray that you would refresh them. Come on, supernaturally, their times of refreshing would come by your presence. Right now, we pray, breathe on every one of them. We pray for supernatural rest for the next three nights. Their five, six, seven hours would seem like 15 hours of rest. God, refresh their minds, refresh their hearts, refresh their souls. Breathe on them deep, God, in Jesus' name. We pray for those that feel like they've been attacked under fear. We forbid a spirit of fear to keep you numb, keep you quiet in Jesus' name. Pray for annihilate any fear in the name of Jesus. Pray for freedom from fear. Pray the love of God would just, just envelop and dip every person in the love of God right here this morning, God. Thank you, Father. We pray for peace on people's minds. We pray for supernatural peace on families. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Come on, if you're standing out there and 
Someone in the congregation, grab a hand or put a, someone, put a hand on someone's shoulder beside you, connect to somebody, friends. If you don't know them, introduce yourself and then put your hand or arm around them, all right? Holy Spirit, we pray. Fill this house. Come on, we pray we'd shine, shine, shine. God, as we embark into this new year, God, we pray we'd feel the lift that you'd lift us from the mundane, from the boring, from the complacency. God, lift us to a place that we're gonna live for you. We're gonna love you. Come on, we're gonna love well. We're gonna shine brightly, God, the way you've made us to shine, God, that any other motivation in our heart, just to love you with all of our hearts, we pray. In Jesus' name, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let the ministry team keep praying up here. We just want to pray for you all and pray that God just makes his light, his face shine upon you. Amen. Come on, we pray for the grace, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit would be with every one of you. Amen. As we lead into 2024, happy new year. Have a great day.